There's power in a drum beat on a hill above the sea. Power in the voice of us, the corner. But it all amounts to nothing. Together we don't sing. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Loyal Locals podcast. I'm John Cross. I'm filling in temporarily here just a little bit for Andrew. He's stuck in traffic, so he should be joining us in just a few minutes. I'd like to thank everyone who's joining us live. And I'm going to go ahead and bring in uh, our special guest host this week, Mr. Jerry Abara. Jerry, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Doing all, all right. right. Got your got your Dortmund hat on, I see. Oh yeah, I read all the uh, um, the the tweets. I'm sorry, the X's, the excrements from all those uh, uh, <laughs> Dortmund fans. Oh, San Diego Dortmund fans, you know, like, and they've converted me because they made such solid points. So now, yeah, sorry guys, I'm I'm yeah. all about Borussia now. No, <laughs> no, I I know because we've had multiple talks on this. You you are you are a diehard loyal fan always. <laughs> it, yeah. So do you? Do you have any other teams that you follow, or is it really just? I mean, as a supporter, do you support any other teams, or is it just the oil? I'm just. I mean, I'm kind of a one one team kind of guy, and I'm from here. It's kind of hard for me just to pick a random team. You know, I just can't randomly be like, oh, I want to be a fan of this European team. I just can't do that. I, I love. I've watched a lot of Prem. I watch a lot of everything. Um, I consider Tijuana my second home because you know I grew up by city, being Mexican American. So Cholos was my team for a while. And uh, back in the day when I wanted to support the MLS a little bit more than I want to now, <laughs> um, I picked Timbers as my team because I love Portland. And I've you know, been there several times. i got a lot of friends up there. So that was my team. Uh, but as soon as Loyal popped up on the scene, I've, I've just been loyal and I haven't really watched anything else. You know, I'm a one-team kind of guy. Yeah. Oh, Super Dortmund now. Yeah, sorry. Right, right. Um, anyway, it's... It's good to have you, Jerry. I don't think that we have had you on the show this year. No, have it's we? been a it's it's been a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were on. Yeah, quite a bit last year. Yeah, I hosted yeah. a few times last year. I was on a few times. Yeah, we're gonna have to see if we can uh, squeeze you on uh, a little bit more here as we get towards the end of our season. So I have yeah. to ask you. How does it feel to be uh, to be back supporting the oil in the stadium, right? To have them back because yeah. it has been quite a long time. So we had them come have a series of home games and we had two that we've been able to go to. So what's it like yeah. being able to be back supporting the team? It feels good. Um, I've gone to, I think I've gone to every watch party and those are always a lot of fun, but when when it's Sabbath, that long of a break, you kind of forget what it, what the atmosphere is like a little bit. <laughs> um, just being back there, I I was like super tired and I didn't make it to the setup and I felt super guilty about that. But um, and okay, so this past week, like I went out every day, like for like seven days straight, just for random soccer things. And so by the time I got to Torero, I was like dead. I'm like, oh, how am I gonna, how am I gonna play drums all game? 
and I don't know, something happens to you, like you you kind of kick it into an, another gear, and just just the energy being back at Torero has just been so long. Um, I forgot how just awesome it is, and uh, I made sure to play the drums extra loud, and uh, it was just great to be back. It was great to see some old faces. You know, a lot of people don't make it to those uh, watch parties, so it was just a lot of hugs. Like, dude, it feels like a somebody said it felt like coming back from like summer break to school. You know, <laughs> a little right? Bit. Yeah. But, yeah, it yeah, almost it was. was. Awesome. It was a like a five week break. Yeah, it almost was. Sure, I was just stoked yeah, to be so, back. Tell me a little bit about since I didn't get to go, as most of you out there know that I've been dealing with with COVID here and still recovering from my my COVID exposure I had back in June. Um, so I haven't been able to attend any of these things. Give me a little feel of what the tailgate was like because <laughs> it's the first time I think ever in our four years we've truly had the opportunity to do a proper tailgate. Yeah, I mean, being San Diegan, an 80s kid, Chargers fan, <clears throat> I've, I've been to many, many tailgates at right in that same parking lot, you know. Um, so it felt really nostalgic for me, but I've never been to one this big. Like, um, People were still showing up like 30 minutes before we had to pack up and setting up their tents. I'm like, hey, what do you guys do? We have to leave in like 30 minutes. And they're like, we have beer, we have food. It, it was, I, don't, I think we might have been like 12 tents long. And, um, you know, it was a lot of familiar faces, but we're, we're just, a lot of us are trying to be friendly. Like some Dortmund fans would walk by like, hey, man, you want a beer? Come join us, you know, or, or just some random uh, loyal fans who aren't part of any of the supporter groups. Like we invited them. And, um, it was just a proper San Diego tailgate. It was, like I said, I've been to, to hundreds of them, and that's probably the, the biggest and the most fun one I've ever been to. And uh, the food was awesome. Plenty of beer. <laughs> it was just a great time. Not yeah, worried. that's, that's yeah. excellent. So I, you know, obviously I said I didn't go. Give, give me a little feeling of what the... We'll talk about the game stuff in a second because I think we're pretty close to getting Andrew on here. Okay. Um, but atmosphere in the stadium, because I still have never been to Snapdragon. It just, every opportunity, I had tickets for the Dortmund match, but then being sick, I couldn't be out there. It just, it seems like I get thwarted every time <laughs> that I try yeah. to go. So uh, what was it like? The, just the um, atmosphere, the locals, and everything in there. Uh, in, yeah. uh, what, what was it, 138? Was that the section number? I was going to say yeah. 109, but... Yeah, I mean, there's a song, you know, We Are 138, like Misfits song. So there's already a song for the section if we ever wanted to, you know, you know whatever. Um, <clears throat> no, but um, uh, I think because, you know, it was it's Dortmund, and, and, you know, it's kind of a lot of people are watching all over the world, we really try to amp it up a little bit more. Um, logistically, it was kind of strange because, like, I had my drum set up and I looked for the other drummers, and I'm like, oh, Andrew's way over there, and uh, you know, the other drummer's way over there. <laughs> but, um, but once we started um, playing, it, I thought we sounded great. Um, I was a little concerned about how sound traveled because, you know, in at Torero, you're in that little like valley, so the sound kind of stays in, sounds kind of nice. Uh, not so much at Snapdragon, so I was thinking, I was worried that the, the sound was just going straight up. But later on, I heard that we sounded great. We had compliments from the Dortmund fans. Uh, one cool little thing about the, about that section is that they have the bars um, between each row. Right, and for their a safe lot of our capitals, yeah, 
a lot of our capitals, um, like Sam, and I forget who else. I think I don't remember if Nick Duffy stood up, but a few of our capitals stood up on those rails, and they took their shirts off, and you know, and they were just kind of cheering us on, and you know, it's kind of nice when you have your capital a little bit higher up, so because then you can follow them a little bit better. Like sometimes right. I miss cues at a Torero because <laughs> I don't see like the changeover that Nick does with his hand signals and stuff. Uh, so, you know, I look up, oh, there's Sammy. Sammy's telling me, like, you know, one time left or, or like, the, you know, uh, Alcapella or whatever. So it was really right. cool having them there. And um, I watched parts of the uh, the rebroadcast, and you can see them up there. And it just it just looked really cool. Um, as But I have mixed feelings about Snapdragon just because of all the, the politics in the past. But, I mean, it really is a nice stadium. Um, I do wish it was a little bit more uh, angled. A little more, a little more a little for steeper. soccer, not for American football. Steeper, steep, steeper, yeah. Um, yeah. But we just brought it. We tried to be as loud as we could. I thought we did well. We got complimented by the Dortmund fans. Um, uh, even a bunch of uh, uh, just random San Diegans just showed up who, are, who weren't even loyal fans, really. Just people that heard about it and wanted to come. Even they were coming up to us and like, you guys were awesome. Um, yeah, so we tried to bring it. We tried to be as loud as we can. Um, I've got the sound was contained um people got really passionate and there was some stuff going on here and there but i think that was kind of settled and yeah it was just awesome all right well i think we have andrew with us finally i'm going to bring him on and we'll get some of his reactions you know i'm so glad that we're talking about the Dortmund match i'm i didn't know if we were going to get into it early or later um, and uh, I have to apologize for, for being late, but gosh, I really just want to dive right into it because I have a lot of thoughts about Snapdragon. Um, you know, they've really made an effort to like push this notion that they're such a soccer friendly venue and they have all of these, uh, you know, international soccer coming through, uh, you know, the home field of the wave MLS is going to be here like. Uh, you know, all of you soccer city people were wrong. Look at us. Our football stadium is great for soccer. And then when you go, they're like, uh, yeah, your flagpoles are too long. <laughs> oh, 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 uh, you're doing this march. Uh, breaker, breaker. Uh, we need to get some security over here. They're, they're doing a march. This, uh, they're doing a march. Uh, this wasn't uh, negotiated. Uh, you're intimidating the Dortmund fans. Uh, like, have these people at Snapdragon, is this their first experience with, like, supporter culture in soccer? Because it really blows my mind that they apparently were completely unprepared and had no idea what in the hell we were going to want to do. Uh, my understanding is a, a march is, like, a given uh, in a, a soccer match for a, a supporter group. But uh, they were pissed off about that. Um, big flags. Um, you watch any, uh, you know, any of the big leagues. Uh, watch MLS games. You will see large flags in the supporter section. Guess what? It looks a lot better whenever you have that kind of stuff mm -hmm. in the supporter section. But you know, they turned they turned away a bunch of our flags because they're on ten foot poles. And they're like, oh, five foot poles only. Why? Well they did a risk assessment, a security assessment. You know, they, they uh, went over all of the requests with a fine tooth comb and determined that while a five foot hollow PVC pipe is safe, 
a 10 foot hollow PVC pipe. You know, that's just a bridge too far. Um, you know, when we're trying to like be safe, uh, loyal car flags, uh, the club brought a bin full of loyal car flags, um, tried to get them in before the match, you know, to hand out to, to fans. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, uh, no, that's not going to happen. We can't have those, uh, the, cause the, the, the plastic sticks, um, you know, those are dangerous. And then, uh, of course, Dortmund was handing out those flags. And if you looked around the stadium throughout the match, guess what you saw? A bunch of fucking yellow flags waving around <laughs> on plastic sticks. Like, yep. why is it that this is the rule, but it's it's not the rule? Um, it really just it's really frustrating and, and, and infuriating, really, because um, you are you are the ones that are saying that you're for soccer and you are the one that is trying to say that this is such a great soccer venue. Well, if you want it to be a great soccer venue, it's got to have a great supporter section. And you can't have a great supporter section if you're if you're wagging your finger and tisking supporters for doing something as simple as a fucking march or, or having big flags. It was a terrible, terrible, terrible supporter experience. I, I love Torero. Um any any desire to to relocate to Snapdragon is completely snuffed in in my mind. What a what a debacle! What a complete embarrassing, humiliating experience. Having them go through your drums with like a fine tooth comb, wanting to look inside the drum heads. Hey, guess what? My drum does not have transparent heads. It has a fucking Teflon fucking head. Um, I'm like, well, there's a vent hole in the side. If you want to look in the vent hole, I'm not about to get a drum key and take these fucking heads off. You're going to be kidding me. They looked, they took all of the flagpoles and were like looking through the flagpoles. Like, what do you think is what's in what do you think is in there we filled it with you know what we did we filled it with wet cement and let it dry overnight <laughs> that way we could uh get into a a, a, a warriors type brawl with the uh the, the yellow wall i don't know i don't know what they're thinking you know but it's ridiculous to treat supporters like that and to uh you know really just kind of suck the fun out of the whole experience before it even you know, began and, uh, you know, cheers to, to Nick Duffy, who was dealing with these yeah. yahoos for, for uh, weeks leading up to this match. And um, I didn't really understand why he appeared to be so frustrated until um, I had my uh, rubber glove inspection uh, on the way in myself. But um, yeah, I'm glad we're, I'm glad we, I'm glad we uh, hit this topic. <laughs> Man, so totally it's, different experience it's than I had. They, they heard about the loyal cult hooligans. That was clearly, clearly, yeah. They, I mean, bad reputation preceded us. I mean, I get it. You know, they're not allowed to smoke. Like, you want to make sure you don't have smoke. I mean, Torero, you know, the club. But it's the club at Torero that, you know, right. checks out our stuff and makes sure we're not bringing in smoke. Like, and they're only doing that because guess what? people were bringing in smoke. <laughs> so in a reaction to that, you have a little bit of a heightened security, but it's the club and, and it's not like a, an adversarial like thing, but it was very adversarial uh, when we were getting, going through the, uh, the security inspection. Uh, I just, I, it really left a bad taste in my mouth. I, I thought it was completely unnecessary. And uh, yeah. And it, of course it was because, what was going to happen. And then it was much later that I found out that they uh, were, uh, were freaking out about the March, 
which is just, I mean, beyond the pale. The the notion that uh, uh, we're intimidating the Dortmund fans uh, is just, I mean, it's hilarious. Well, first of all, good. If that was intimidating, like <laughs> <laughs> doing the tra la 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 song. Um, if, if you're intimidated by that, like get ready because you're about to get it. Because <laughs> I don't know. Man. We just, just intimidated uh, the entirety of the yellow wall. Right they're, there. I think they got. Yeah, they're, they're singing and, the boots right now. And Blick was playing the little <laughs> mini bass drum, and they're like, "Oh, the drums are only oh, no. authorized <laughs> in the section. You know, we didn't know you're gonna." walk through the, the concourse with the drum and i mean oh my let me tell you if, if mls is going to be playing there in two years time or less than two years at this point uh they better get fucking ready because uh if you're going to be acting like this and and treating the mls supporters like we were treated there's what a hundred of us at the match maybe more um, and you're going to treat a, a supporter section that might be pushing two or three thousand people like that? I don't know. It's uh, they've. Got, I think they've got a lot to learn about supporter culture if they're really going to call themselves a soccer venue. Yeah, there, there's going to be a steep learning curve, certainly. Yeah. So, how about the match, yo? What did what we <laughs> did? We, oh, did yeah. I miss to talk about the matches? No, we're waiting no, for we, you. We haven't. Oh yeah, we haven't spoken about the match, but well, y'all are so I, I sweet did, waiting for me. I'm so sorry I was late. Oh good. In in terms of uh, sound, because we we were just kind of touching on this, and then you talked about the experience and the the group. Since I was not there, you guys were quite loud through the television. I could hear you all game long, which which was great to hear. That it was I was I have to say I was so proud of all of you guys out there, and I think the actual number at least of tickets sold in that section was closer to 300. Well, that's that good. holds it holds about 600 i think in mm -hmm. that section if every seat was sold I'm, I'm guessing it must be mic'd a little differently than torero because i saw i wasn't able Could've to been. to see rewatch the game because i only pay for espn plus and not the whole espn so um anyway i did see some clips online and it did sound uh very clear and, and it really sounded good um more so than Torero, which appears to have like a directional aspect when the camera is facing yes. the opposite end, you can't really hear us. And then when it faces our goal, you really do hear it. Um, it, I don't know if that was happening at Snapdragon or not, but uh, yeah, I, I saw one comment online. I don't or maybe it was in the discord. Uh, who knows uh, that uh, somebody said that every time uh, Dortmund sco scored, we got louder, <laughs> which is probably true because, you know, I mean, what yeah, are you going to do? do? You know what I will say? Uh, I do give the team a lot of credit. Uh, a real success in my mind, holding Dortmund to six goals. Like you might come in and get six on us, but you're not, you're not getting that seventh one. Like that's where we drew the line. We held, <laughs> uh, made the, made the stops where we had to, and they were not able to score seven goals, which is, you know, as good as a win. Thought it was really cool after the match. Uh, Dorman came up, you know, with with loyal uh, towards the supporter section and, and gave us a little little bit of a a little clapping thing. So uh, it was cool. I think everybody had fun at the match. I think the players had fun, except yeah, well, I think the players all had fun. Um, I hope that uh, Drenfrey had fun. <laughs> he didn't <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look like he was having he fun at the moment. <laughs> 
it's a lot to ask for a kid. Like that free kick was just like, oh, I mean, what are you gonna do? It's they're yeah, a Champions a League side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like, I mean, that kind of showed it, right? Like, okay, here's like a top, what, top 12, top 10 club in the world. Um, and they, I mean, they didn't roll out their scrubs. They weren't like Manchester United. Uh, they they played, you know, they played some people. <laughs> and it was uh, really cool to watch. And I'm glad that the fans got to see uh, these top European players, you know, play in San Diego because if they went to Man U expecting to see that, that's not what they saw. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry, did you get a chance to watch much of the game? Because I know when you guys, you guys both drum and when you're drumming, sometimes you don't get to watch much. But did you get to watch much of the play on the field? Um, I think I did. Um, I thought, for example, I thought we played pretty well the first half. And uh, when I check my, because I can't check my phone when I'm drumming, but at, at halftime I check my phone and I got like ten texts from like my nephew who was watching at home, a couple of buddies of mine, my brother, and they're like, "Dude, what the hell? Like, this doesn't seem like a friendly. It looks like Loyal are here to win, and they're playing pretty well." Um, I know Stoney made that mistake, but hey, that happens. Um, and then that first goal, I think, it happened like in a minute and a half, I think. Um, yeah, it happened really fast. Yeah, if they were a little bit more organized, maybe that wouldn't have happened, and it could have been much closer. We had a, we had a chance to score at least two goals, I think, in the, in the really close in the beginning. But generally, in that first half, um, I thought we were attacking well, that we were playing well, pushing well. We had them on their back heels uh, here and there. Um, as far as the second half went, by then I was already like a few beers deep, and I was just having such a great time. And then I I noticed. Uh, some of the players on our team didn't even have their last names on the back. So I'm not, I thought, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy it and not care too much anymore about the. About it was the definitely game. a rotated squad in the second sure. half. Exactly. Yeah. So I just all, tried to be as loud as I mean. could. Yeah. I just tried to be as loud as I could and have a good time. Um, so I didn't follow it too much in the second half, if I can be honest. I have a question for you, you Andrew, also. Because. When I was watching on television, I, I agree with what you said, Jerry. There were stretches of the game where Loyal played really well, mm -hmm. right? And pressing and controlling and moving the ball around on Dortmund. And yeah, Dortmund's in preseason, and it's really their first, you know, at least in this trip, their first match. And they're doing two-a-days and everything else. But, you know, we are a Division Two side in the U.S. playing against a Champions League team who played their starters. And mm -hmm. I, I thought the Loyal did... You know, if you take all of that into consideration, the Loyal did did a good job. The one thing I did notice is just amazing to me when when I see this is you look at the Loyal players next to the Dortmund players, and it's like men <laughs> standing next to teenage They're boys. Cute. The size difference was noticeable across the pitch on everyone. Was it that obvious there in the stadium when you Very look out there? So. That the Dortmund player is just physically more imposing than the Loyal players. Yeah, my friend texted me. He said, "Like it looks like you guys are playing against a bunch of against eleven Antonio Gateses." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, these guys are huge." Yeah, it was. You know, I mean, it, it was kind of I think to be expected. Um, but you know, one thing about the sport is that you know heart will take you um it won't take you all the way but it'll it'll keep you in the fight for well i guess about 90 seconds um <laughs> <laughs> but um 
you know, they did. Cons- I mean, the thing is, is that they're playing against world class players and they, you know, scored some world class goals. You know, you can't really I don't think anybody expected them to come out and, um, you know, just truck truck them or, or like uh, fight to a nil nil draw. Like, I don't think anybody was expecting that. But they played their asses off and they played really well. They were able to to connect and and press on the attack. They they I mean they really they were able to uh, connect passes uh, on the attack and they were able to press uh, Dortmund. They were pressing them early and Dortmund was struggling <laughs> to break <laughs> through the Loyal's press at, at times, which was um, you know they're in their off season. They're you know traveling internationally like you know maybe it's not so easy to to get up and deal with the press uh but um Dortmund found they've found a way i guess you could say <laughs> to fight through it but um yeah you really can't fault uh fault the team for for the result i mean it was just like uh jeffrey said in the uh, in the chat a, a soccer celebration and and it was and it wasn't really adversarial between the fan groups either there's no uh the idea that they're intimidated or like there is no like right. there's no like uh, uh animosity or or otherism History. with uh a fans from a, a, a league on a, a different league on a different continent uh th- this is not these compete these teams are not competing with one another uh at all in any any way whatsoever there's different it might as well be a different fucking sport i don't know <laughs> yeah That's, you're right so I know it was it was really cool though. I mean, I, I do think we probably should um, <clears throat> move on from the game, but uh, it was, and we really should acknowledge that just having uh, a, a club of that caliber come in and play our side um, in, in an exhibition match is, I feel like it was a huge moment for the club for loyal and and kudos to everybody at the club who were able to make that happen. I don't know how these things happen, uh, but they did it. Um, I think Dorman went on to play Chelsea and, and like other, you know, clubs that people know their names <laughs> and yeah. um, they made time to come and, and play loyal. And, and the fact that that happened is something that, you know, really I think means a lot for, for us. Right. Because, Right, you know, we're used to seeing Phoenix Rising, and and you know, and no, no, I mean, well, forget them, but the other clubs <laughs> in the USL, like no, no, no slam on them, but we're used to seeing other USL clubs, and I mean, we got we get excited to go play an MLS team, to go play Galaxy or or, or play uh, Seattle, like those are big moments. Right. But this was, you know, this was a whole other thing, like we said, Champions League club. Uh, so yeah, what a what a treat for for everybody. So to kind of move on, as you said, to the Colorado Springs match on Sunday, where we're finally back in Torero. How well do you think this game set up the performance we had on Ooh, Sunday? Because well, if, think... if we had gone two weeks without playing anything coming into that Sunday match, I think it might have been a slightly different situation. I don't know, because um, I don't know if you all touched on this, but there was a roster change with uh, the San Diego Loyal. Uh, we have we have not center, touched on it yet. Yeah, center back Kyle Adams yeah. traded to uh, some team on the East Coast. Which one is it? 
Charlotte, Louisville. Charlotte, Louisville, Charlotteville. Oh. <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm crossing my wires here. <laughs> Louisville. <laughs> um, and uh, we got we got a winger. We got another center back, a winger on loan, and, and a center back in in the deal. Um, you know, Adams, uh, fan favorite. You know, the beautiful blonde mane of hair. Uh, who can forget? the banger against Seattle, which we kind of touched on right. in the open cup to, to send that game into extra time. Uh, to me, one of, if not the like single singular greatest goals in, in club history, just a, a rocket into the, into the net uh, out of nowhere, apparently because the camera angle, you didn't even know he was running up to right. the ball. <laughs> yeah. Um, just he gave us that moment and that's something that you know can never be taken away and and yeah, i hope awesome. he does well in louisville i'm sure he will uh, there were some issues you know on the field obviously and, you know in that in that very match you know he did score that goal and but earlier i think he did give us give up a penalty right there was a foul in the box and that wasn't the uh wasn't his last uh last one <laughs> for the for the year um, it's been kind of uh, a double-edged sword with with Kyle this season, where he he giveth and then he taketh away. Yeah, I, I think Kyle's uh, more natural position is playing in the center as well, and I think Nate really started to favor Stoneman back in the center, and then mm. that just kind of left Kyle out on the left, and um, I don't think that's his best position. Uh, at least in a back three. So I, I think there there were several things. I, I think that was part of the choice is do, do you pick a better outside of your three backs there? Um, or do you just sit one on the bench for a while? And if you can take one and, and bring in another player who, you know, move one of those players, I guess, between Stoneman and Adams and hopefully get somebody else who can help you here down the stretch. Um, we'll see. We'll see if it ends up being a good, a better trade for us or a better trade for them as we head sure. into the, the last well, stages. Of I mean, season you've here. got uh, one result already uh, yeah. that is favorable. Um, the match now to your earlier question, I think it must've been good for that first half squad to, to get some, some minutes in against Dortmund and then come off at half and then kind of watch and enjoy the rest of the match yeah. and kind of, get their minds right for, for Colorado Springs, a team that is a good team and that was coming in with yeah. revenge on their minds um, after being really embarrassed by Loyal in Colorado. Uh, of course, they were playing a man down due to a red card very early in that match. But, uh, you know, was that a 5-0 five, five match? Was, five was nil, that the yeah. scoreline? So, um, yeah, they – we had to be ready for them to come in and um, to the, the team's credit, they were. And the first half was another kind of dominating half against yeah. that Colorado Springs team. Um, if not for an, a, you know, an incredible goal by Joe Corona right at the, um, at the end of the half, 
we would have been going in, you know, tied with uh, nothing apiece. So that goal at the end of the first half really kind of changed, I think, the flavor and the tone going into the second half where uh, I think we were much more on our back heel in that second half and Colorado was much more aggressive in the attack. Um, But thanks to a uh, non uh, team of the week uh, performance by Coke Vegas, <laughs> uh, probably his best performance in goal f- since he's been on loyal, but uh, no Agreed. love from the league. This is the yeah. s- interestingly second game in the ro- in a row where a player from San Diego loyal has balled their ass off and uh, not gotten the proper respect from the league, which I don't know, you know, maybe other teams do good. I don't know. I don't watch other teams, <laughs> but uh, you know, we go back to Adrian Perez and his uh, virtuoso oh, yeah. performance. Um, and then against this uh, same Colorado Springs team, by the way, and then uh, Koke's performance and goal on Sunday, just, uh, you know, whenever you, if you want to get excited about your team, right. You're looking for things like this to happen, right. Where one game it's one guy and the next game it's the next guy and the next game. And you are just getting these performances from key players that are getting you over that line, right? Like either everything goes wrong, but when things are going right, this is kind of what you see, right? Like, Oh man, this was the Perez game. Well, this was the Coca game. And like, uh, you know, you know, far be it from me to, uh, you know, prognosticate over optimistically, but, you know, these are really Heart good signs <laughs> going into this part of the season. Not the first person to point out that we have a run of home games. I think our next four games are at home. Uh, and we're in great form after a long, arduous, largely unsuccessful road trip. Uh, and they came out of it and we're now getting, uh, you know, we're getting a run of form like this. Uh, I think it's very encouraging, very positive, uh, very positive coming out of that. I didn't see a lot to really make me nervous. Um, Of course, it's the same team the last two matches, but um, any, uh, any worry has been, it's amazing what winning will do Uh, getting three (laughs) points, how much it changes your, your perspective on things. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Well, I think, I mean, I had made a comment a few podcasts back that, I saw a lot of good in what the team was doing. We just, in vital times, we weren't making the plays we needed to make, which was hurting us, and other teams were. And these last couple of matches, yes, both against Colorado Springs, we have we have made those vital plays. That Joe Corona shot was yeah. through traffic. I mean, nine times out of 10, that doesn't go in. I mean, that's, that's a, a well-struck ball through traffic off the post. It was just a it, fantastic I mean, it even shot. went off the goalie's fingertips and it was, it was struck with such velocity that even the goalie getting a deflection on it didn't matter because it was going in no matter what. Right. And then Koke coming up with huge stops because if Corona doesn't hit that before the half, as you said, and we go in zero, zero, it's, it's a different attitude coming out the second half. They were pushing us around the field in the second half and Koke came up huge for us. But if any of those two, three, four shots go in, you know, it's a totally different game. And I, I do think winning kind of helps sometimes skew your way of, of thinking about things. But I, I think we're, we have been playing 
well. We just weren't making those key moments and vital times of the game. And in the last two, we have, like you said, the Perez game, the Corona slash Coke game, this last mm -hmm. one. I, if we keep having people step up at vital times, we're doing other things right. We should, you know, it could be a good run for us, but the USL is, is so competitive because we, I don't know, I don't have it right in front of me here. I have to pull it up, but I looked at it earlier. I think 10 points separate second place through 11th place right yeah. now. It's crazy. And in three games, the whole table could be flip-flopped on its edge. Yep. So, uh, you know, these are the moments we need to step up and have, have our players have those kind of performances. And they have the last couple of games. And yeah, it's great. And I hope they keep the run going for our entire home stretch. <laughs> What do you think, Jerry? Uh, Sunday, uh, the dreaded Sunday afternoon game. It was very hot. I don't know. The Oof. heat maybe started affecting some people in the section. I saw some I... towards the end of the match, some clothing coming off. And <laughs> I, <laughs> I think they're trying to make it a tradition. 85th minute shirts off. I'm going to work out a little bit more before I do I start doing that. Um, <laughs> y'all enjoy it. That's for y'all. That ain't for me. <laughs> <laughs> there were times when the cloud cover came in, and I'm like, okay, this is all right. And But then it would, you know, typical San Diego, the clouds would part again. There were a few times, I think around the 20, 25th minute. I, I'm playing as hard as I can. And I started feeling it. I'm like, uh-oh, uh-oh. And I was trying to, like, signal to, like, Ken or somebody, hey, can, can you give me some water? Can you give me some water? And they just, like, beer? All right, I'll get you a beer. I'm like, no, water. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> but then I, but then I like it, it cooled off again, and then like again, I think around like the 60th minute, I just really, really felt that heat, and I, um, I was getting a little worried. I was like, I this this could be a little bit dangerous. I should, you know, maybe stop and talk and just go get a get a water or whatever. But um, I got through it. Um, like like I always say, you know, yeah, San Diego is nothing compared to the rest of the country. Yeah, sure, it's a little, it's humid, it's hot, but it's it's 10 times worse than Dallas, 10 times worse than Atlanta, 10 times worse everywhere. Um, so, yeah, I was able to get through it. But there were a couple instances here and there where I was a little worried. <laughs> Man, it was hot. I mean, it was hot. Uh, you know, but for some reason, the, the hot in uh, Torero doesn't hit the same as the hot in Snapdragon uh, for that U.S. game that was, ooh, that was brutal. Um, but maybe it's because I have something to do in 109. Uh Playing yeah. the drum, I don't. Uh, I get to focus on something other than the sun and the heat. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I I think our next game is uh, a night game. Uh, I don't know how yes. many day games we've got coming up, but um, I do appreciate when the club, you know, s tries to avoid them uh, with <laughs> the USD football season approaching. That becomes more difficult, but um, yeah, I I. You know, and the crowd even, I was really uh, kind of concerned because it's been such a long time since we had a home match. Like, and they're like, I mean, like my wife got a call from the, I mean, we always have tickets, but like, you know, the club is like calling around, like calling people to, you know, the sales team to get them to get tickets. And I, I was afraid that like, oh man, people forgot about Loyal. Like there's, this has been a week with two soccer matches during the week. And then, uh, like, are people going to show up? And then at the beginning of the match, uh, it didn't look so good. You know, the main section was a little bit thin. Um, our section was a little thin. But then, you know, after 
I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. I looked over and it filled up like to kind of what we usually get. And the announced attendance was, you know, again, north of 5,000. So um, I am glad and it is, you know, an encouraging sign that the team is consistently drawing even in a Sunday afternoon game, which two seasons ago we had a run of Sunday afternoon games and it wasn't always uh, as full as it was. They were light, uh, lightly attended. This year. Yeah. 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 I was pretty surprised too. Uh, just like you, I was like, oh man, it's going to be empty. But yeah, it was a good crowd. It wasn't a sellout, but it was a really good crowd. Yeah. And I know before we move on from this match, I, I need to uh not forget about Ronaldo Domus's goal uh, at the end of the match because uh I don't know how long it's been since he's found the back of the net but when he found it, it he just looked like uh a combination of relief and ecstasy because um I think he's probably been a little frustrated and, and you know I've been a little frustrated with um not with his individual performance but the team's kind of inability to set him up in a position to do what he does the right those things hadn't been happening and i think he needs those things to happen to be effective and uh you just saw it so perfectly in that play uh he's so disruptive in when he's in that box because i mean there was the his shot was saved but he, because he's such a, a menace in there, he finds the rebound and s- just so calmly and just surgically puts it right into that left corner. And um, you really saw it, the like the whole team came and, and celebrated with him. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Was Very really noticeable cool. watching on television as well. And um, by the end of the game kind of, times i think are are great for um thomas because mm-hmm. whether we're chasing a goal or defending a lead and and be able to counterattack but that's his thing is counterattacking mm-hmm. give him yeah. space he needs the mm-hmm. space to work Definitely. and yeah and you see what I, he what he does in that space and that put the game away right. because it was one nil and uh oh, colorado yeah. had been on the attack and it'd been like coke save coke save coke save like i don't know how many times in that second half we stopped one of our chants to do the uh, Coke's chant because yeah. he just kept on making saves. Right. Yeah. Um, and so when Ronaldo uh, put that goal in, it was like a big just sigh of relief. Like, okay, we're, we're good. Like there's, uh, there's not going to be any uh, surprises at the end of this one. And uh, yeah, it was a great, great Sunday afternoon um, at Torero. And, and I think one of the most lopsided voting for man of the match I've ever seen, <laughs> you know, it was yeah, pretty well much deserved. a runaway for Koke. I just a handful of votes to other people, but that was, I mean, you, usually there's people are like, yeah, you know, it could be this person. Yeah. They scored a goal, but this person played well in the midfield or this one defended well, you know, it gets spread out. And, but usually there is someone the goal who scorers rises usually, to the top. Yeah. yeah. But this one was, like it wasn't even close. Yeah, it was a well well earned man of the match from us. Yeah, yeah but, uh, not not good enough to even make the bench on the team of the week. So, yeah. um, gosh, I haven't, I haven't looked at <laughs> some more saves. What's going on here? How many clean sheets in a row does this man have to have <laughs> uh, to get a little bit of uh, respect from this league? But you know what? Uh, respect is 
is one thing uh, in in July. We'll we'll see come playoff time. We'll see. Yeah. Hey, before we go to the Orange County match, I, I have a question for you guys. Did you guys read or see the email about the the live Always Loyal podcast with Landon Donovan? Yeah, I RSVP'd. Is that a com- is that a competing podcast? Because guess what? Slightly, we we may have to adjust <laughs> our time because they're going six Tuesday? to eight on that Tuesday. It's on a Tuesday. Oh my so that was one reason I brought it up. The other they probably was... did that in, on purpose. They were like, "Oh, that's whenever those those yeah. boys get on." Why? Well, yeah, probably. <laughs> I was just. Uh, I'm sure they're thinking about us all the time. Yeah, they're, they're mad at how we threaten the Dortmund fans. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. But I was. I was curious if either of you have heard anything because this happens to be right after the ninth and 10th, the, the league wide meetings where they're supposedly voting on whether to pursue pro rel or not. And I just yeah. was wondering about the timing. I haven't heard anything. I'm just speculating and throwing that out. Is there any, I, I was wondering about the timing as well. Um, I was I'm just, sure I was just curious sort of if anybody had heard any whispers of anything about that. No. I just the timing was interesting. They've never done a live always loyal podcast like that. And the fact that they have Landon Donovan just felt like like something's up. Something might be like planned to be talked about, or it could just be coincidence. I don't know. Could be just they've scheduled it and they're doing something at Lucia Capital for their sponsors, right? To do a fun thing. Yeah, so I I don't know. I'm just speculating. I mean, it'd be cool if there was uh, some connection here, and there's some kind of news that's going to come out of these meetings. Um, even if it's pro rel, that would be uh, obviously the the big story. But um, regardless of what happens at the meeting, it's it's probably just the team trying to engage with their fans. I mean, I'm kind of the simplest solution is usually uh, the simplest answer is usually what it is. And maybe this is just uh, seen by them as a, right. an opportunity to engage some of their sponsors and get some names out there and pull in some fans and what name is going to draw fans more than, than Landon. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It could be purely for the sponsor, right? Just something they're doing for them. So I just asked yeah. to see if anybody, just anybody had heard anything. Nobody, nobody tells me anything, man. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I learn everything just by uh, uh, re- reading uh, Twitter and Discord, and you know, uh, filtering that. Or by through. listening to the Loyal Locals podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did also want to give a quick shout out to uh, Corbin Williams. If you're not familiar with Protagonist Soccer, they're uh, kind of an indie media outlet that covers mostly lower league soccer and they had a kit design hmm. contest and Corbin's design won the contest. So oh, yeah. I want to give a shout out to him. I don't have the graphic to pull. Oh, up I, was here, but of, but, I saw it yeah. weeks ago. I thought it was pretty, pretty sweet. Yeah. It's good. He made the final four and then, uh, and he, he, no offense, worried. but it's kind of like the least surprising thing. Uh, I mean, the, the kid is like just a, just got an eye for for design he's got an eye for color yeah and um like every every rendering that he's shared in discord like all of his designs they just sing like it's really kind of unfair like for anybody trying to compete with that dude like um i mean congratulations but like of course like god damn it's (laughs) his his designs are great yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Are um, you talk about Orange County? Is there anything? Sure. Oh, you know what? I, my main thought on Orange County is, and I did not hear this because I was wherever I was, but apparently the pregame for Dortmund, the uh, the Snapdragon has like hype, hype, like a hype guy and like uh, somebody going around like uh, interviewing fans over the PA. Yeah. Apparently they found like the one Orange County soccer fan uh, that exists. And that that fan was uh, at the match and took the opportunity when the mic was stuck in front of his face to take a shot at the the loyal uh, saying like, oh, yeah, Orange County, we're ready. to We're going to come in here and, and beat loyal. Was that at the Dortmund game or was that at the Manchester game? It might have been the Manchester United game. I can't. It was one of the Snapdragon games. I may be talking out of school a little bit. It might have been the Man U Wrexham game that the guy that they found the Orange County fan. Um, and uh, yeah, um, my 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 word is uh, you're you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I know you got to say it uh, over the stadium PA with like thousands of people listening, but I, I'm here to tell you that you're wrong and that. Orange County is not good and we habitually go up to Orange County and uh, take points off of y'all uh, the the little brother up the road and um, you're gonna come down here and uh, yeah it's gonna happen again maybe the, are, are they sending their supporter group this time because I remember the last time Orange County was in town nobody showed up why well, I, I would expect a rather large contingent because they have had quite a run over the last five weeks. I mean, they, they are just two points behind us, I think. They, if you look oh, at man, I don't rankings, watch other teams, bro. You got to tell me because yeah. I don't watch these other teams. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a... <laughs> if you look at the most recent power rankings uh, on the West, it's us and then Orange County, you know, so of the teams that are hot right now. So they, they're coming in hot. They won last week. They, they are playing really well. I'm looking forward to the game. I think it's going to be a great matchup because there's been some recent times where they've been, they've just been down at the bottom. They haven't been very good, but they're playing, they've picked up some people and they're playing really well, uh, which I think I like that better. I, because I think it makes for a more entertaining and exciting match. So yeah, as I'm long really as we looking win. forward to it this weekend. <laughs> as long as we win. I, I mean, if they beat us, that's, I'm not going to be entertained. <laughs> I, I, I want them to suck. I want them to be garbage. Every team we play, um, I wish them yeah. nothing but the worst. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I want us to win. I want us to I win. Want us sure. to beating good yeah. teams so that we're ready for the playoffs. Yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, it is better when they're better uh, and and we beat them. That's the that's the big qualifier there. But it's going to be yeah. good. And it's, you know, there's some interesting, I guess, storylines. If, if you guys remember the last time we played them, they had a player that was removed from the game. And yeah. remember, we were there and had the big, long stretch. Mm-hmm. And we found out later of uh, yeah. words were said. Uh, yeah. Interesting that they're coming yeah. back here on our Pride Night and mm-hmm. coming back, um, and and that they're playing better. So uh, it's going to make for a really interesting matchup and a great chance for us to really separate from them. And right, points, to really. So this came up, up the in, table the, in the chat, John. You've been uh, apparently you've been watching Orange County. Um, has 
um, Among been playing? Uh, he played in the last match. He came in as a sub. I watched part of it. I was just, well, you know, I'm inside all the time. So I've, I've been watching a lot of soccer. So on <laughs> Saturday night, I was had my little quad screen thing set up on my TVs, and I was watching some of the, the West Coast matches. And um, Orange County looked pretty good. And, I, I would like Among to see him in. again. I, I'm not going to hold no ill will to, to Thomas Among. He was. Uh, no, not at all. You know, it was and a he, joy um, watching him play for Loyal. Kind of the same thing, though. He he just, the way he likes to back in on a defender, like if a ball's coming up, he just, he gets kneed and gets a hip or something in his lower back all the time. He was down yeah, on the does. ground injured again. for that. Oh. So I, I don't know if, right, I don't know if he's going to, I don't expect him, I don't know, maybe he'll start. I don't know Orange County close enough to, to, to know where he fits in best with them if they're just rotating and that's why he came in as a sub but um the few times i've watched he has come in as a sub and and looks like thomas among he still looks like he can always be dangerous and he's sure. fast and frankly we do not have the fastest back line and, and really that, <laughs> yeah and that that always scares me when we come up against a team that has some when Koki's speed. at the middle circle and <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if you saw that going around Koki's heat map from the game. It was very funny. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. It was like midfield. To, to it was like it's around the penalty spot. That's cool. And then way up towards the center circle. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, so that does sound like it'll be a, a, a great match and a, a, a night match, which, you know, we we support that. We're all about it, <laughs> playing in the dark. So, so what, uh, just... yeah, I was going to ask, John, um, what's the plan? Are we um, uh, are we doing a, a parking lot or we're back at Coronado? What's the what's the plan pregame? Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I was trying to track that down for this week because there was some talk last week about maybe joining Chavo's Deft. Yeah. Um, and we didn't do it last week. Part of the reason is because we had mentioned on the podcast that we were going to be at Coronado Brewing and didn't want to be confusing. Um, before kind of we went to press, so to speak, I, I did not get a final answer. So I would say it's likely we'll be at Coronado. So let me back up. If you're Helping with setup, as always, you know, four hours before the match, so three o'clock, meet at the circle in front of the parking lot if you want to help with setup. Uh, four o'clock is when we typically start the pregame. So my best guess right now is it's going to be Coronado, only because the last thing I heard was there wasn't solid confirmation about getting together with Chavos at Deft. Um, but I would just double check our socials and double check the discord. If you like to participate in the pregame, just to make sure where we're meeting, uh, then we always meet, you know, about six 35 at the fountain to do the March on the way in and post match at O'Brien's and all our normal watch party locations. If you can't make the match. So it's pretty much all the same thing, just possible question on, um, where the official pregame is going to be. So sorry, I don't have a better answer for that. You know, I went to Deft on Sunday. I just popped in real quick, um, but man, it was slammed yeah. <laughs> before the match. It was like 
it wasn't just Chavos. There was a lot of loyal fans there. Um, oh, right on. It was uh, really packed, and uh, there was a pretty long line for, for beer and everything. So, um, yeah, words words out um, on where to where to go before the match. Um, Coronado Deft, uh, wherever you go, like you're going to be surrounded by uh, your fellow loyal fans. <clears throat> that reminds me, guys, I have some bad news. Uh-oh. I'm going to drop right. a bad. Uh, yeah, I'm going to drop something bad right now. Um, Kev Grills is relocating. So um, he hasn't told me yet where they're going to be relocating, but I think we're losing that National City location. And so we're going to lose our nice uh, fresco that that we painted right. there. Um, yeah, it's a tough spot. For those of you that live in the South Bay, you probably know that already. Like mm-hmm. that thing's turned over so many times. And, so we tried hard to keep him going at that spot, but he's not, you know, he's going to relocate. He's not like closing it down. And he mm-hmm. says that we can, wherever he's relocating to, we, we can have our watch parties there. But yeah, you heard it here first. He's Do you plan on staying in, in the South Bay or is he? I, do, I know he was trying because my brother is hopping up with financial planning and financial advice. He was trying to open up a location in, in North County. Um, uh, but I don't know for sure exactly where he's going to be relocating this specific one. He might still have one at North County, one somewhere else, or just North County. I don't know yet. Uh, I'll give you guys more information as it comes. But yeah, I think uh, we're, we're going to be losing that spot. But that's all right. We'll we'll follow him wherever he goes. He's a massive loyal supporter. So nice. Yeah, him. absolutely. Would love to give him business as soon as uh, he yeah. figures out where he's going to be. Yeah, and he has that other location in. Uh, and PB, some of you guys know about that, right? Uh, the burger joint, I can't remember its name right now. Um, it's awesome, it's so good. Highly recommend it. It's a little small for a watch party. I know the travels had a watch party there, and I heard it was a success, but it's a little small, but it's a uh, good food, always a good spot. I'll never know. I don't go to PB. Sorry, yeah, it's rough going down there. It's, it's not all the <laughs> way down garden, it's only halfway yeah, down garden. Kind of a blanket policy for me, uh, Mission <laughs> Bay, PB, not happening like. <laughs> yeah, it's rough. It's it's tough. But at least like his restaurants always busy there because of all, all yeah, the yeah. So sorry. All right, yeah. and then I just it's not, it's not a sour note. It's a <laughs> right, a couple of bum TV things. Um, Bums breakdown should be coming out this week. They will be recording on Wednesday, which for us as we're recording this is tomorrow. So that means the episode will likely come out on Friday possibly Thursday, but they'll be recording it Wednesday. So just if you're looking out for that, they're recording it just a little later than they usually are this week. And that's, that's the only real update I have. All right. Um, I do want to plug, uh, I know this is the uh, loyal locals podcast, but um, Chavos are doing in the midst of their backpack drive. Um, If you want to donate, look up Adrian on Twitter He's got a, a Venmo leak for you. Um, of course, you can bring a backpack. I think that is coming up like in the next week or so. So if you want to uh, give a little bit, uh, donate a backpack to some kids that need them. Um, it's easy. It's easy. It's as easy as uh, scanning his little Venmo tag and sending him a couple bucks. Yeah, and I think this is the third year that they've done this. Mm-hmm. At least, I think yeah, so. yeah. And been highly successful uh, in the community. So yeah, if you have any chance to help out, 
either sending some money their way or if you have a backpack to donate, uh, uh, please please help out. It gets a lot of bags out into the community for kids who could really use them. And another reminder, uh, I, I tried to do this today. Uh, the website was down. I don't know what's going on, but oh, uh, the Pride yeah. Razor, um, I know there's I was me not reading emails. I did find <laughs> some emails uh, reminding from Pride Razor to uh, make good on your pledges. Hey, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. But yeah, I think I don't know what is going on, but I had some issue trying to do that today. The the link didn't go to anywhere, so um, hopefully that gets resolved. And um, but yeah, uh, don't forget to make good on your. You know, your pledge. I, I did see something in Discord that someone else was having that problem and a resolution also. So I saw that okay. recently. I I don't remember which channel that was in, but you may just want to do a quick search. But I remember okay. someone saying they were having a problem with the link and, and trying to trying to pay up, but there was some kind of resolution posted. Okay, good. So another reason to be in the discord. <laughs> All right. So um, is that everything we had to get to John? I think that's everything. No, we, we spent a long time on Snapdragon. Uh, good stadium. I get bad experience. <laughs> um, all right. So Saturday, Orange County, um let's let's pack it in uh we got to beat this team we got to keep this run going um yeah jerry where can folks find you i am off social media forever um just on discord and uh you know behind the the base drum in 109 that's where you can find me and john how about you sir uh, best places on Discord at John Cross, and I just I want to give a quick shout out to everybody who's given me well wishes for my recovery here with COVID. Um, I do want to mention I am planning to try to make it out to this next match, um, but I'm not going to be doing any work. <laughs> I may not even be in 109, but I might just I kind of need to see if I can do the drive and how my endurance lasts to see if I can actually start the school year teaching. So it'll be, it'll be a trial run for me. So I'll, I'll stop by and, and do a quick hello, but uh, I don't know how long I'm actually going to make it out there. Well, I hope but we I'm going to be there for a little bit. Good. All right. Good. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm Andrew Dyer. You can find me on uh, Twitter slash X app, Andrew P. Dyer, um, threads, blue sky, wherever, LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I'm only All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Till next week, y'all. Um, bye. All right. Bye. Bye.